0: Welcome back to the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. We are so grateful to be back here. I'm continuing to interview Pastor Brennan through our core values. And so we are on actually core value three and four, life matters and better together. So we're having this unique discussion in this cultural moment where both of these things are um, very divisive in our culture. And it's important that we look into God's word and see what God has to say about this, And so this is something that I think is distinct and unique about our church um, in entering into both of these discussions. And uh, I can't wait for you guys to, to hear Pastor Brennan's thoughts on this today. I hope you have an awesome Sunday. And if you are not subscribed, I ask that you would subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive notifications every time a new episode drops. Um, and if this is a blessing to you, please share it. Um, and so as we enter into this discussion, this is one thing that I would say is really distinct about our church. This is very different from the the church experience that I went through um, was specifically the concept of life matters. Um, I grew up in a in a home that really valued life, but wouldn't have said that I would have had the language to say, "Oh, this is what it means for me to stand for life mattering." And so, I just want to ask you, what is the meaning of these two core values specifically? Because some people can get them can get them a little confused.
1: Sure. Uh, well, how much time do you have, Ruth?
0: Yeah, uh, not that much.
1: Okay, so I'll give you the the expedited <laughs> the version. Um, so when we started our church planning journey, this was in 2013, we really began to wrap our minds around the idea of church planning. So we were at the front end of really uh, two major, major cultural forces that were coming to a head in the United States of America. Uh, The first was uh, racial tensions in our nation. Uh, So this was in the wake of uh, the Trayvon Martin killing down in Florida. Um, And that really was like, like, the catalyst that was, that was really sparking this, what felt like it was like almost every six months, there was another tragedy that was happening that was bringing racial tensions to the forefront. Um, and so there was one kind of current in Christian culture that was really zeroed in on what we might call racial justice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the other current though, within the evangelical umbrella was really zeroing in on caring about Life. And specifically when we say life, uh, we mean babies in the womb. Uh, That's kind of the context. So the idea was like as a church, you can either care about um, babies in the womb and really be in pro-life work, or you could care about racial justice. Mm. But there was sort of this unspoken rule that you can't do either. Mm. My problem, Ruth, is that I don't like to follow rules like that, see, right? Makes total sense. Like who gets me. to write this rule? God makes the rules. And when I read the book, Ruth, I see that God cares about yeah. racial justice. And I see that God cares about life mm. and he cares about every single human being because they're made in his image. And yeah. from the womb to the tomb, they matter to God. Mm. Um, so for me, I was just like, no, like we're not picking and choosing here. Yeah. We're going to care about both of these things. Yeah. Um, in God's sovereign timing, we're caring about both these things as they're both coming to a head yeah. in our culture. And like yeah. things are just blowing up everywhere. Um, so to me, it's important that that we as a church care about the things that God cares about. Yeah. And I think it's easy to sort of, you know, there are some Christians who would say, Hey, you know, you just preach the gospel, don't talk about social issues, don't do politics, air quotes, mm-hmm. right? You just talk, well, guess what? If if you really know the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's going to have Implications in all different parts of the culture, Mm. Uh, and to deny that I would say is either naive or it's cowardly. Yeah, and I think it's important for us as Christians to recognize that. So uh, early on, um, my wife Kathleen and I we were saying, "Hey, we want to have we want to plan a multi intentionally multi ethnic church that cares about issues of justice that cares about." biblical justice. Yeah. And we also want to plant a church that really takes on the issue of abortion and really lives out this concept that life matters. And we want to truly be pro-life. Um, so we were naive enough, maybe dumb enough, courageous enough, maybe a blend of the three yeah. to say, we're going to tackle both of these things. So that was been a part of who we were, who are our, our our identity mm-hmm. right from the beginning. Mm, that's so good.
0: Yeah. And I, I remember experiencing that uh, when I was at the War Memorial coming back from college. Uh, that was a, it was a, forefront experience that I had to say, man, this place really, they were talking about adoption. They were talking about foster care. They were talking about what it looks like for us to stand up and to stand with um, the most dangerous place to be in the United States, which is in the womb. Um, And I thought that was, that was just really, it was a, it was very fascinating in a place that I was really experiencing. People not talk about it, um, that it was so polarizing and so political. Um, And so what does it mean for our church to live out both of those core values simultaneously, because we know that that really is that really is the tension i'm fascinated by what that tension is, but I, I recognize I see that in the culture that you are either a church that's looking at racial tension or you're a church that's that's looking at what we would call like pro life issues
1: yep. So again, we talked about kind of this bifurcation, Mm -hmm. you either care about racial justice or you care about uh, babies in the womb, but you can't really do both. And I think where it galvanized for us as a church, and this goes back to our time in Trenton, um, and this was just me going really, really deep, not only into what God's word had to say, which was Mm -hmm. most important, but also really just educating myself that there is actually an intersection of these two points.
0: Yeah, that's what I was was thinking.
1: And where I came to understand that was really doing a deep dive and reading Mm. and and listening to experts and and coming to understand um, that there are racial and ethnic implications Mm -hmm. to abortion, that you actually can't divide these two issues. And um, honestly, I got to give a shout out here. I learned this the most from a man named uh, Clenard Childress. Reverend Clenard Childress is a pastor in North Jersey in Monmouth, uh, Calvary Baptist Church. And this guy was talking about this when nobody else would touch it. Yeah. Um, he has been talking about the racial implications of abortion for like 20 years. Yeah. He actually don't s- play. he started a website called blackgenocide.org. Yes, that's what I was right? going to. And if and if that of... if that feels really strong to people, let me just share the facts mm-hmm. of abortion. In the United States of America, black babies are 5 times more likely to be aborted than their white counterparts. And Hispanic babies are 2 times as likely to be aborted than their white counterparts. And what um, Clenard Childress, as well as Pastor John Piper, helped me understand was you can't separate the two, that there is a racial face to abortion. And whether it's intentional or whether it's the aggregate result of policies over Mm -hmm. decades and decades in the United States, the reality is, is that minority communities are being decimated Mm -hmm. by abortion. And if we as followers of Jesus truly are grabbing on to the glorious, vision, the glimpse of heaven that we get in Revelation 5 and Revelation 7, that we see that Jesus has redeemed for himself people from every tribe and language and people and nation, and they are worshiping in their native languages with all the distinctive beauties of all the different ethnicities. And in unison, we are all worshiping Jesus Christ. If we believe that that is true, if we believe that that matters, then we need to say, That abortion is wrong. Yeah. Not only does it take the life of an unborn baby... But abortion has ethnic implications. Mm-hmm. And we and so to me, that was really the intersection of these two things. And yeah. that was really the heart behind saying, hey, as a church, we're going to say life matters from the womb to the tomb, that abortion is wrong, and that's just truth. Yeah. Like we're dropping straight truth on you, but we're always going to lead with grace. Yeah. Anytime we talk about abortion, we're talking about the gospel first. Yeah. We are talking about how the blood of Jesus Christ covers the blood that has been shed mm-hmm by over 60 million babies killed in this country alone in the last 50 years. But Mm -hmm. the blood of Jesus covers it all. There's nothing we could ever do that's outside of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And we have courageous women in this church who have told their stories of abortion Mm -hmm. and have found forgiveness and peace and reconciliation with God through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're gonna say, hey, We want to speak truth about this because it matters. And we down the road, Ruth, one of my biggest fears is that one day I'll be an old man and my great grandkids are going to be like, wow, grandpa or great grandpa, whatever they call me. What were you doing when, when babies were being killed in our country? What were you doing when, when black babies and brown babies were systematically being annihilated? What did you do? And I want to be able to give them an answer. I opened my mouth. Yeah. I spoke. I cared. I wasn't on the sidelines. I was on the front lines of this mm. issue. That's so important. That scares me to death yeah. to think that, that if I was a coward or if I backed down, that I would have those regrets as an mm. old man. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just kind of gives us some of the background here. And and one of the reasons I wanted Ryan to come is that Ryan totally gets the intersection of the point between yeah. ethnicity and abortion. He totally gets it. And that's why I was really excited to have Ryan. And and honestly, it's so important that there are, um, there are black people, there are brown people, there are mm-hmm. people of all different ethnicities all together in unison saying, this is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, and I would love to ask what are some of the what are some of the misconceptions about the concept of better together specifically? What are maybe some of the things that people will associate with that that it that may or may not mean?
1: Sure. So when we say better together we are saying that across ethnic lines, across generational lines, um, w- across linguistic lines, yeah. we are better together, meaning um, that I believe it's God's design. And I get this from, from the word. I get this from yeah. Revelation, from the glimpse that God gave John of heaven, that we are all going to be together as the body yeah. of Christ. So, so I no, I'm not here to criticize or to condemn a homogenous church or a monoethnic church. Uh, if they're Christ-centered, they're proclaiming the gospel and they're reaching their ethnic or homogenous community. God bless them. That's awesome. But in an increasingly diversifying country, Mm -hmm. particularly here in New Jersey, one of the most diverse states in the United States, if we are going to reach our community, it means that we are reaching people of different ethnicities who speak different languages and come from different backgrounds. And we all tend to come together. There's something so beautiful about a group of people, a group of Christians, all saying, hey, we are proud of our ethnic identity. We're proud of our heritage, but our foremost identity is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we will put our ethnic identity second to our identity in Jesus Christ,
0: yeah,, uh, that's so good. And i'm I'm a proud Gen Zer. Gen Z will be, except when Alpha generation takes us over, will be the singular most diverse generation of all time. Um, and so no matter what, or this curve's hitting us, and we need to be ready for and excited about it rather than, fearful and moving away from it because we like our comfort zones. Uh, We like being in a room where everyone speaks our language. We like being in a room where everyone looks like us. Um, And it's important to recognize, hey, I'd rather be getting in rooms where I don't speak the language of people because Christ is calling them to himself, and I want to be equipped to love them, serve them, and learn Uh, because there's something unique that God has. I think the song's going to sound better because everyone's in the room in heaven. And it's going to be important that we say, mission goes forth because we want every tribe uh, tongue and nation to hear who Jesus is, and so this encouragement comes from, hey, here in New Jersey, and also our pursuit for every person, every tribe, nation, tongue to hear the good news, which I think is really, really awesome, yeah. and it's been been really convicting recently to say, man, same thing with the um, the life matters concept. The the better together for me is this push to say, am I looking and ensuring that I'm I'm talking to every single kind of person I can, every place that I am about who Jesus is, even people maybe well, oh, this is gonna be a little awkward, this is gonna be a little weird.
1: And just to you you asked the question, like, what is better together not, yeah. right? Like, what does that not mean? I think it's important to recognize that um I think a lot of times in Christian circles, we give lip service to this idea yeah. of diversity. Oh, yes, we want to be a, a multi-ethnic church. Mm-hmm. But what that ends up meaning is as long as we have people with different color skin in the mm-hmm. pews, that we're good. We're good to go. We're better together. But really, what it means is we are recognizing that God has uniquely created us. He's given us different experiences, even different preferences when yeah. it comes to uh, style of worship, yeah. or ways we do different things. And what we're saying is we're not asking people um, who are uh, not white. We're not saying, yeah. hey, come to our majority white church, and, and we're going to check some boxes because you're of a different ethnicity. Mm-hmm. That is a, a really shallow concept of what of what a multi-ethnic church looks like. What we're saying is, hey, we're going to come together and we're going to recognize that we are better together as the yeah. body of Christ. And we're going to recognize the diversity. We're going to recognize the differences. And we're going to turn the volume up on different styles of worship at yeah. different times. And, and even when it might not be in our, our lane of preference, we're going to yeah. say, hey, this blesses my sister in Christ. So it blesses me. Yeah. Right. And that, I think, is ultimately what this means to say better together. It's not bringing different people together into a room and then saying, hey, we're all going to uh, follow this ethnicity's preference of yeah. the way we yeah, do yeah. things, right? But saying, hey, uh, we're all in the room together and we want our church to reflect mm-hmm. the distinctive, beautiful diversity uh, that is the, the wider Crosspoint community. Yeah.
0: I think it's a beautiful concept to say when you come, things change. Mm-hmm. Meaning things aren't going to change until you're in the room. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's we need you. We need you to show, Yeah. <laughs> to to demonstrate hey this is how you experience Christ that is biblical and, and I can enjoy and I can rejoice with you remember we had this conversation to say if you're comfortable for all four songs that means someone was uncomfortable for all four songs yeah, and yeah. so just this beauty to say hey when we're singing a song and I'm like this is totally not my vibe doesn't matter doesn't matter because if someone else in the congregation whether it's an older saint and we're singing to him and they're rejoicing over a, a song that they grew up as a child hearing that I can rejoice with them and say yeah. I'm going to partake and enter in saying, man, I'm with them uh, because we are across ethnic lines, across age lines, generations. There's a beauty of, of being together. Yeah. Um, and so one of my encouragements based off of this conversation is to say, hey, what does it look like for you to say life matters in your life right now? Um, if you could give us maybe some steps that someone could take to say, man, I've really thought about what it means for life to matter. What are some steps that you can encourage them, Pastor?
1: I think the first step is to embrace the awkwardness, the tension, the yeah. difficulty, and even embrace the embarrassment yeah. of opening up your mouth and speaking truth into this issue. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't mean just speaking truth with people who agree with you, mm-hmm. but being willing uh, to have grace-filled yeah. conversations, but difficult conversations. Yeah. Um, because if we don't open our mouths and share the truth with people, we're not going to see the, the, the tide turn in the state right. of New Jersey. So I think that's really important. Um, I think it's also important to recognize that, um, we have tremendous opportunities with Options for Her, a yeah. uh, Christ-centered pregnancy care uh, ministry here um, that we helped start the location in Trenton, mm-hmm. and we are partnering with them. This is absolutely mind-blowing. We just got donated to us through one of our, our Baptist partners, a free mobile pregnancy care unit. Wow. Brand new, these things are $300,000. And we have one being sent up from the Georgia Baptist Convention. Wow. It's being sent up to Pennsylvania. And uh, in February, I'm going to go pick that bad boy up and drive it back to Cross Point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we are absolutely thrilled about that. But there yeah. are there are tremendous opportunities for people at Cross Point to serve with options for her uh, to lead with grace and follow with truth, to minister yeah. to, to women uh, who, are, who are maybe struggling with the challenges of an unplanned pregnancy. So, there's tremendous opportunity to do that. Um, and it's really exciting. Exciting to see people in our church like getting rolling up their sleeves and getting yeah. after it. And there are just a million opportunities to do that. Um, the other thing when we just talk about like where do we see these values played out? So yeah. I think we're gonna see this being played out more and more and more when it comes to life matters. But a beautiful way that Better Together is being played out right now is through our Acts 2 yeah. sermon translation ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some faithful, such faithful volunteers this is head up by uh, Diego. And Delma Mejias, but we, at our eleven o'clock service every Sunday, yeah. um, they take the transla- they take the sermon, the English sermon, and they translate it into Spanish in real time. Yeah and it's, it's, uh, then broadcasted through an app. And if you look carefully on Sundays, you'll see some people with little earbuds in their yeah. ears and they are hearing me preach in their heart language of yeah. Spanish. Um, I had a guy, um, a couple months ago was at church he was visiting and he was at a local school and they have a lot of Korean students at their school. And he was like, Hey man, do you have a Korean translation? I was like, no man, but if you know, if you can translate, bro, start coming, we'll start translating yeah. in Korean. But, uh, we really believe that it's important, uh, that we go the extra mile. Yeah. So our brothers and sisters in Christ can, can hear God's word preached in their own heart language Mm,
0: that is so good and so encouraging yeah so we're we're encouraged to open our mouths up um to speak when maybe it's going to be really uncomfortable um to walk into rooms looking for for people that look different for us and encourage them in hospitality and to to go the extra mile such as things in translation or sharing a meal or or bringing people into our homes and so friends we'd encourage you hey what does it look like for you Uh, to see this core value, not just as the church's core value, but one that you embody to say, hey, man, life matters to me, um, and and I'm committed to to a life that's better together um, in in the body of Christ. Uh, Friends, thank you so much for joining us. We pray that you have an awesome week.